0: You ask, we answer your immigration questions. Simple. And now your host, immigration lawyer, Jacob Soposhnik. Hello, hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Ask an Immigration Lawyer. I'm excited to introduce the next several episodes because we are actually using audio from our YouTube videos to share with a lot of the people that are not able to watch the videos every day. They prefer audio version to be on the go. So you, you can listen to it in the car or whatever you, you want to get the information from about our, the immigration changes and the different topics we cover in, in those videos. So the next several episodes will have audio from our YouTube videos and also full transcripts with easy to find section description of what you have in each episode. So hopefully you like this format. Let me know what you think. And without further ado, let's jump in right into this next episode. So enjoy and we'll see you in our next episode.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Jacob Saposhnik, and I'm an immigration attorney based in San Diego, California. In this video, I'll cover one of the most complex areas in immigration law, and it's the waivers of grounds of inadmissibility. In this video, we'll talk about uh, specifically about the I-601 waiver that is a very powerful waiver that can waive um, grounds of unlawful presence, of certain criminal activity, as well as misrepresentation and fraud. So, essentially, how do we go about applying for the I-601 waiver? First of all, there has to be a qualifying relative. Who is a qualifying relative in I-601 waiver cases? Typically, it's a, um, a legal permanent resident or a citizen, spouse or a parent. So, it is very important to uh, connect a qualifying relative that will be the focus of our waiver because if there isn't qualifying relative by law, then we don't have a waiver and that case would not be possible. So the only other exception to a qualifying relative that is not a parent or a spouse is when we're trying to waive certain criminal acts and in those cases, we can use a child who is a US citizen but typical qualifying relative will be an LPR or US citizen that is a, um, a spouse or a parent. What is the standard of a 601 waiver? The legal standard is extreme hardship. And this is a term that is very, very confusing because people are not really clear about it. And we have a lot of people that come to us when they try to do those waivers on their own or they had other attorneys that are not familiar with the process and it is really important to meet that standard extreme hardship what is extreme hardship extreme hardship is not hardship to the immigrant the person that is currently barred from the united states it is extreme hardship to the us citizen qualifying relative in this case a parent or a spouse what are some of the things that the us government is looking at when they determine those waivers so we have things like family ties in the, in in the us In the foreign country. If the US citizen's spouse or parent has been living in the US for many, many years, they have strong roots here, uprooting them from here is going to cause them extreme hardship because they don't know anybody in the foreign country, they can't work in the foreign country, they're going to be lost because they don't speak the language. This could be considered extreme hardship. Another factor for extreme hardship are medical and psychological conditions. So if the US citizen's parent or spouse have a serious medical condition like, for example, cancer or muscle dystrophy or, or um, serious depression. Those are conditions that can only be treated in the United States because they're currently being already treated by a physician here. Having them leave the US will cause extreme hardship, resulting in serious pain, even death, if they're not able to get that treatment. Another factor is that if the US citizen's spouse or parent currently have a very, very important job here. Maybe they are managers in the company and if they leave that uh, position, their career will be devastated and pretty much finished. If they have a business here that many other people depend on, like let's say if it's a spouse that has their own business and now have her elderly parents depending on that income, if that person must depart from the United States, it's going to cause extreme hardship to them. And their family that is left behind. So, those are some of the factors that they're looking at, and it's more than just regular inconvenience. Oh, if I leave, then I don't like to live in that foreign country because I don't like it. It has to be extreme hardship. Maybe it's a country that has a very severe country conditions like war, like Somalia, or, or uh, El Salvador, where there are gangs fighting each other. So, things like that, that we'll, we can put in the case to show that country conditions make it so difficult, almost impossible for that US citizen qualifying relative to move. And therefore, it's going to result in extreme hardship. And in those cases, if we can demonstrate those factors, the government will take it into consideration and approve the waiver. There are a lot of uh, factors that are also discretionary. Therefore, these waiver packages that we put together have a lot of exhibits. We we use uh, doctors, psychiatrists that will prepare certain reports, uh, country condition experts that will put some reports to show uh, why this particular qualifying relative will suffer if they are to go to this foreign country. We use exhibits, we use affidavits uh, in a certain way that will uh, make it easier for the adjudicating officer to approve that 601 waiver case. Now, remember, those waivers have been created in the law for a particular reason because once a person is barred, and they've done their time abroad, there has to be a way to bring them back if they meet those waiver requirements. There are many, many waivers out there. In this particular video, we mentioned the 601 waiver. There there are waivers like the 601A, which are specifically for unlawful presence. There are waivers like the 212D3 for people that are non-immigrants. There is the I-212 waiver. There are for people that have been removed and they are trying to come back, and we'll do more videos about those specific waivers. But in this waiver, I was trying to cover the 601 extreme hardship waiver, and hopefully give you a little bit of a glimpse into what it is. We have more articles on our website that will focus on that. Please subscribe to our channel, for weekly videos that will cover the other waivers and many, many other topics in immigration law that you want to watch and we'll make. We'll keep making. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you on our next video.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ask My Immigration Lawyer podcast, the show that's dedicated to answering your immigration questions. Simple as that. See you next week for another round of questions and much needed answers.